folks, and welcome back to another episode of your Brains Coach podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host. I'm your Brains Coach, and it is my job here to bring to you all the recent, new, and sometimes not as new, but not as well-known, cutting-edge science-based tools so you could make the best decisions, so you could feel, look, and do your absolute best. Folks, I believe mastering your brain is the foundational skill of mastering anything. If you think about that, what or who makes you do all the things that you do? It's all in the brain. And the kind of cool but also creepy part of this is most of the decisions you make they're not even yours. Your brain makes them before you're even aware of that. And then it gives you the afterthought, the emotion to make you execute on that. And how does your brain make your decisions? Well, based on the information it gathers from the outside world, from what's happening inside you, inside of your gut, inside of your heart, inside all of your organs and tissues, the collective of all of your cells. And then your brain uses your past experience and possible projections based on the present moment. And based on all of that, the brain comes up with the best possible scenario, decision that is not always actually the the best, but that's how you get it. And then once your brain comes to a certain decision, you are made aware of what that decision is by um, certain emotions, thought patterns, etc. And then you make the decision, you act, and you shape your life. But the beauty of it, you can actually, in those moments of conscious awareness, realize that you have the power to shape your environment, people you surround yourself with, what you read, what you listen to, what you put in your apartment, like quite literally, even the colors affect how your brain makes decisions. So you can shape that to later start making uh, different decisions. Like, for example, one of the, you know, coolest things about coaching is helping people to realize that if they just change their environment, like fill the fridge with healthy foods and leave all the crap at the store, guess what? The more you see opening up that fridge, that healthy food, the more your brain starts to get the signal, ah, this is what we eat, that is what's available, that is what's most most present, that is, you know, your brain starts thinking about that. And that's what you're going to start eating after a while. Like Alex Hormozzi, you know, one of the most, uh, one of the most famous and well-known entrepreneurs uh, in our today's world, just because he creates a lot of content and really documents his journey. So uh, in one of his podcasts on productivity, he shared um, the same view. Like, if I want to do something, like take certain supplement or after workout or drink more water, I don't think about that. I don't make decisions. That's what Alex Hormozzi uh, said, not in exact words, but that was the meaning. He said, I don't make those decisions. I don't think about that. Instead, I just put my after workout into my bag. I put my supplements on the desk where I work. I put my water there so I never forget. So he shapes his environment to make the desire choice, the only available choice. And that's the same thing we want to do with all the habitual behaviors, especially new ones that we want to introduce. Want to work out? Prepare back with your workout stuff and 
schedule your gym session. Maybe get a trainer uh, and or get a workout buddy so you also have the accountability. Make the desired option you want to create or do the only available option so you don't have a chance to not do it. Or again, if you want to take supplements, you know, a lot of clients tell me, Angela, I used to take all the supplements, but then I put them in my cupboard and I never see them anymore. And I kind of forgot before they used to stand right there where I make my coffee. I'm like, well, if you want to start taking your supplements again, then just do the same thing. Put them where you're going to see them, like where you make your coffee or whatever you make that is consistent, that you're going to see those supplements and you're going to remember about that, them. So put them right there. That's the most effective trick or hack to make your brain decide what you want it to do. But now back or let's just get to the topic of our podcast today. We are continuing our conversation about brain-centered weight loss. And that brain-centered weight loss is all about that, creating the conditions to help your brain make the lean decisions instead of struggling with hunger, with cravings, with, uh, I don't know, calorie count, or um, and just not understanding why isn't my brain cooperating? I want to get into my ideal shape. I want to eat healthier, but for some reason, I just don't. And we started, we covered very important pillars on last week on our podcast. We talked about how important it is to eat essential nutrients, your proteins, your essential fats, your, your vitamins and minerals. There are 30 plus of essential ones, and we're still counting. We're still discovering new ones. How your hunger is going to be upregulated you're going to crave more stuff. Your metabolism is going to be unbalanced when you don't get those on a consistent basis. Your mood is going to be all over the place. Your energy is all going to be all over the place when you don't eat essential nutrients that your brain body need to function. Then we talked about how to eat a low dopamine diet, diet that consists of natural foods that don't spike your Dopamine making the food, making the eating drug-like or addiction-like behavior. A lot of manufactured foods are manufactured to create this dopamine spike, to almost make you addicted to that food. So you, guess what? Eat more, get back for more, spend more money and make their business grow. That's what the kind of care about and the rest they leave to your willpower. But, you know, when your brain gets those dopamine spikes, it's very hard to use any willpower. That just how we human beings are wired. That's why we get addictions, not just to food, but also different behaviors, even things like, you know, Netflix. And, and of course, there are drugs. There is kind of like gradation of addictive properties of different um either behaviors or entertainment or foods, but our food, a lot of our food like substances and items are manufactured specifically for that spike, folks. So that we talked again last week. So listen to those episodes. Those are like core foundational episodes if you want to maintain healthy, balanced eating behavior naturally without thinking about restricting anything or calories. Listen to those episodes to, to learn how to start shaping your, what you eat before even thinking about, um, 
working with your cravings or controlling your calories, etc. All of that not going to work if you don't do the foundational stuff, eating essential nutrients in the right amounts, and then um, eating food on a lower dopamine scale. Today, we are talking about sleep and light and how that affects your appetite. Let me start with reading to you something from a um, science publication of North Carolina. It was just very well written so and needed contains the information, exact information that we need to understand in order to move forward with this episode. So serotonin and hunger and appetite and light. So what is serotonin? Serotonin is a neurotransmitter hormone that's produced by the intensins in the brain uh, and its scientific name, Euron-5-HTP, if we get it short. And references, it's based, which you might be familiar with tryptophan, not important. What is important, when sunlight enters your eyes, that morning sunlight specifically, it stimulates the parts of your retina that then you, your brain or make your brain produce serotonin. Serotonin appears to play a role in regulating mood, emotions, appetite, and digestions. The body uses serotonin to send messages between nerve cells, but it cannot, so that's also not really important. Sometimes scientists believe because of the role that serotonin plays in our mood regulation that it's part of, um, it's what causes depression as well. And we also know that our appetite, our eating habits are dysregulated when we are depressed. Um The most important takeaway from what I just read, folks, is when sunlight enters your eyes, that specifically that morning sunlight, it stimulates the parts of your retina or your eyes that make your brain produce serotonin. Light and serotonin are so interlinked. Serotonin is dependent on that light exposure. And... Um, here's one more sentence that I wanted to read to you. It's cold out, like when it's cold time of the year. Um, Australian study measured that levels of brain chemicals flowing directly out of the brain, well, found that people had high serotonin levels on bright sunny days than on cloudy days. So when morning light hits your eyes, your brain gets the signal to produce serotonin. Serotonin that controls your mood, but also your appetite, also things like libido, also things like digestion. So if you struggle with anything like mood, emotions, appetite, and digestion, not getting that light, not getting that morning light specifically might be the issue, believe it or not, to regulate your appetite, your digestion. And it actually makes sense. During winter times, when you, when we naturally, evolutionary, would get less sunlight, guess what? We, it's, it meant it was winter and we needed to increase our appetite to pick up some fat so we survive through the winter months when nutrition is lacking, when it's harder to get food. So our appetite is upregulated by the lack of light. So when we encounter food, when we find food, we eat a lot of it and we 
pick up you know, those pounds of fat. And specifically, with the lack of serotonin, what seems to happen that you start craving carbohydrates, sweets a lot more. And guess what carbohydrates and sweets do better than, let's say, protein or fat? They help you to build more fat uh, because they stimulate insulin release, and insulin is a one of the roles of the insulin. Insulin is not like you know fat hormone; it does a lot of important things. One of those is stimulating your muscle growth. But what also insulin does, it helps your body to store more fat. And insulin is stimulated by carbohydrates more than any other nutrient. And so, when you lack serotonin, when it's winter, for example, you would start eating more, uh, start eating more carbohydrates back on more fat so you survive through winter. But guess what, folks? We don't really need that. We have a lot of food all the time. So when winter comes or you don't get proper light exposure and your appetite starts to rise and you start craving more carbohydrates and uh, specifically sweeter and more processed carbohydrates to grow your fat, well, do the opposite. Do expose yourself to light more. Get outside uh, either in the morning or in the afternoon. Um, there are also daylight stimul simulating lights, the 10,000 uh, lux, that's the intensity of the light of those lamps usually, and you put it somewhere where your eyes can see it, and you expose yourself to more of that light, and that actually, so exposure to bright light, to blue light, have been shown to decrease appetite in research as well. So that serotonin, that is boosted, that is stimulated by light, but specifically morning light, blue light, bright light, the more of that light stimulation, the right kind of stimulation at the right time you get, meaning not at night, the more serotonin you get and the less appetite and cravings you're going to have. That's why, folks, if you experience cravings, if your appetite is all over the place, besides eating the essential nutrients, besides eating low on dopamine, uh, that's, you know, those are foundational pillars of brain-centered weight loss. Besides all of that, you need to make sure that you get sufficient light. So go out for that walk for 10, 20, 30 minutes in the morning, in the first couple of hours of sunrise to get that signal to produce that serotonin so your appetite is down-regulated, so you're less hungry and especially less hungry for car carbs and sweets. So light has a huge role to play in your cravings. Not only that, that serotonin that is stimulated by that light at night, your brain makes it, turns it into melatonin. So if you don't produce enough serotonin, you're not going to be producing enough melatonin. When you don't produce enough melatonin, you don't sleep well. And now we're kind of getting into the sleep part of the equation. So Scientific American Studies show that even a single night of sleep deprivation, and by sleep deprivation, we mean five hours and less of sleep, or really poor quality of sleep. Like if you wake up all the time, even if you're in bed for eight hours, that's not great quality of sleep. If you sleep with alcohol in your system or any sorts of drugs, that's not going to be great quality of sleep. So studies show that even a single night of sleep deprivation changes the levels of your hunger and appetite hormones, leading to increased hunger. Let me read you even more uh, on this sleep deprivation. 
First and foremost, a leptin. A leptin becomes dysregulated. So uh, when our sleep quality is disturbed, a leptin becomes dysregulated because leptin levels peak in the middle of the night. Sleep deprivation can affect the way leptin is released, that hormone that makes us feel satiated and full and not hungry. So leptin is leptin release is affected which causes our brain to override the other signals that the body may be full. Next is ghrelin, a hormone that tells our brain I'm hungry. Just one night of bad sleep can send ghrelin through the roof, leading you to feel more hungry. With food readily available in Western societies, the disruption of leptin and the spike of ghrelin is a recipe for overeating and weight gain. And finally, there is insulin, which plays an important role in weight and appetite. Insulin is a fat-storing hormone and responds to carbohydrate intake. Therefore, too much insulin, such as during insulin resistance, leads to unnecessary fat storage. This fat typically starts accumulating around your vital organs, visceral fat. And guess what happens when we don't get enough sleep or a good quality sleep, your insulin, that fat storage hormone that does also a lot of good things, your insulin levels spike. Uh, they, there was actually research showing that even one night of sleep deprivation may, makes you, uh, when it comes to test, pre-diabetic. So your blood sugar regulation can be like of a pre-diabetic person. So from light to sleep, it's they are interconnected. You don't get enough sleep, you don't get enough, um, oh, sorry, you don't go out for a walk uh, in the morning, you don't get sufficient light exposure, your serotonin is down-regulated, uh, that increases your hunger, and especially for carbohydrates by itself. But not only that, then you don't get enough melatonin, and your sleep is disrupted, and disruption of sleep lead to decreased or interrupted leptin, that is the hormone that makes us feel food, uh, interrupts the release and function of ghrelin, that is the hormone that makes us feel hungry, so we are hungry. And then insulin, that is also dysregulated, and it spikes more in response to carbohydrate and sweets, usually the ones that you crave when you don't get enough serotonin, and that makes it more pro-fat storage state of your metabolism. So can you see how all of that is connected? And by you not getting that light, you screw up so many processes, but then also sleep affects your productivity, your ability to focus, so many other things. And that's because you just don't go out there and don't view that morning sunlight. So that just if that didn't blow your mind right now, and now you might understand where all these cravings come from and why you can't stop eating and craving foods, maybe now you have a clue. And what can you do to interrupt this whole cycle? A very simple thing. Go for that 20-minute walk every single day in the first couple of hours of sunrise. Figure it out. Do a call. Take a break at work. Uh, there is always away, almost always away. Um, if that's not possible and you have to stay inside, get inside, get one of those um, daylight simulating lamps with 10,000 lux intensity and put it where you work. Um, some of them are very, very portable. You can travel with them. You can carry them. They're small. They You can put battery inside of them. On Amazon, they cost for like 20, 30 bucks and you get that lamp. So figure things out to make things better. 
and that will help you to maintain your normal levels of hunger naturally. And that's when you stop craving stuff and you stop having to worry about all these calories and you're naturally going to carry less fat, going to be less hungry. And that might just end this struggle, this weight roller coasters. Folks, I want you to understand how important that light exposure is for your weight regulation uh, because of serotonin and because of the effect it has on your sleep and that has a huge a profound um, implication on everything else you do and one of those things is how you um, how much fat how much um, weight excess weight you carry that's what I wanted to share with you today on this Monday morning, folks. Uh, if, you know, you're just waking up and the sun is about to rise, well, get out there for a walk. Or maybe if you have a balcony and you can see the sun, uh, sun rising somewhere in the first couple of hours, just stand out there and maybe, I don't know, read a book, do a call, work on your computer outside, even if it's chilly for a little bit. Stay there for 15-20 minutes. Um, so 10 minutes, 5-10 minutes if it's bright, there are no clouds. Um, 20 minutes, 25 minutes if it's super cloudy and you don't really see the light. Still get outside and spend more time outside. Did you, by the way, notice that when it's gloomy, cloudy, rainy, you don't see that much of sunlight that you kind of want to eat more and you do have more cravings? Well, that's the reason, folks. But now that you know that secret, that hack, you can also purchase lamp, that 10,000 lux lamp to boost your serotonin, even though it's not exactly sunlight and it doesn't have all the effects and it's not, well, lamp, a lamp is not a sun, the sun. It's... That's just the truth, but you can still pretty get pretty good effects to lift your mood, lift your productivity, your focus even, and also reduce cravings for all kind of crap that makes you fat. <laughs> so, folks, the power is in your hands, so use it. If you have any questions, please do reach out, Angela at BrainBreakthroughCoach.com, Angela at BrainBreakthroughCoach.com. If you want me to help you dial in your no diet weight loss program so you stay naturally fit and lean for life also email me brain centered weight loss or brain and weight loss whatever subject line you want to use angela at brainbreakthroughcoach.com i i've been a weight loss coach for a while before i transitioned into performance and different um, kinds of coaching so email me and the last but not least folks if you found this podcast to be useful if you had your aha moment if you found it mind-blowing and you wonder why not everybody talks about that why no one talks about that if you think this can help a lot more people, then please do share, I don't know, put five stars, review, do something to help me put this podcast into many more people's ears. So let's share, let's educate each other so we all do better and create a better world. Right? So review, share, tag me on Instagram, maybe on threads, share it anywhere. This is like the best thing you can do for this podcast and for my mission to help people use their brain better. Besides that, have an awesome Monday. Have an awesome week. Remember, knowledge is not power. Only action based on that knowledge is. So take action. Spread the news. Share this podcast. 
and stay tuned for the rest of the week where we continue our conversation about brain-centered no-diet weight loss. Have an awesome week, and I'll talk to you very soon.